You're listening to The Big Possible Show with your host, Noah Scott. It's time to break through the limits and achieve all you can imagine. All you can imagine. Welcome to this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing on with an incredible guest today. I actually, when I saw her name and her company pop up in my guest list, I got really excited because, well, her vibe is really what I stand for. I like the products that she's selling, and I just knew that she was going to be an incredible fit for the show. So uh, Rita Faruja, our guest today, she is a self-care, self-love, and happiness expert. She's also the founder and CEO of happybeingwell.com, which is a wellness e-commerce site devoted to providing organic self-care products to amplify your wellness so you can, as the name says, be happy being well. So Rita, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Noah. That was such a warm welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be on this show. I love your vibe too. I checked out some of your episodes and I, I was like, oh, just... Love your vibe. Awesome vibes. Great insights. Great ways of thinking. So just, yeah, really happy to be on the show. Fantastic. Yeah, that's that's what it's all about here. We're going to try to try to shift the paradigm a little bit. So why don't you just take a moment and just introduce yourself so people can get a vibe for who you are and, and what you do. I've, I think beyond the, the bio there, just uh, who is Rita and uh, and what do you do? Hmm. That's a good question. So who is Rita? Rita is, uh, you know, I, I'm somebody that is very, it's always been curious and has always pushed myself really to explore, you know, further evolution, further growth, uh, addicted to learning, addicted to self-mastery and emotional mastery, right? To just achieve, you know, I just feel like life is all about growth and stretching. Um, if you're not, you know, we, we all have experienced when we're not growing, we're not learning, and we're stay, if we just stay in the same place, um, typically people refer to it as a comfort zone, right? Where you can feel maybe safe because it's something familiar. You know, you do feel stagnant. And I've always you know, whenever I'm in that place, I've always kind of would do something, you know, just push myself out of that, you know, because I just, I don't feel actually comfortable being in a stagnant place. So that's what Rita is, um, you know, and exploring myself, you know, self-discovery, you know, truly that's where the magic lies is in self-discovery so that, you know, we can further heal because we've all been traumatized in different levels in different ways. Uh, you know, living, especially living in modern societies. So, um, yeah, that's Rita kind of in a nutshell, some aspects of Rita. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can see why I was excited to have you on the show. I think you're just saying everything about getting out of the comfort zone, stretching yourself. And that's really the theme of, of this show. And so let's, let's dive right in and just un- open the kimono on this. And if you would be able to share a story of a time that you did just that went after one of your wild goals and achieved it. What was going through your mind and how did you make it happen? Huh. I would probably say um, that was when I first, you know, started my entrepreneurial journey or business journey um, and leaving, you know, I would, I was prior to starting happybeingwell.com. I was, 
um, I'm like a freelance digital marketer, you know, building my digital marketing business, working with other businesses to, you know, further build their, their digital marketing foundation and grow and get that brand exposure. And um, so the, I would say that at that point, because I was, all I knew, I mean, you know, was you graduate from, you know, university, get your degree. And I was in the workforce. Um, and I, that was when digital marketing was so infantile. Um, you know, people really didn't believe in Facebook marketing or social media marketing. It was just because Facebook was still fairly new. This was going back. Oh goodness. <laughs> um, what year, uh, 2011, I launched, uh, social media with Rita. Um, so that I would say that that was really, everyone thought it was crazy. Again, people really weren't jumping on that bag wagon at the time. Um, and I, I actually just took it upon myself. I moved out to Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and, uh, Orange County at the time. I knew nobody. I maybe just one person. Um, and you know, and that was, that was, that was it. I moved out there, you know, and I ended up, and that was really courageous because it was like, I really didn't know anybody. (laughs) And I remember when I first got out there, I'm like, what am I doing here? (laughs) And, um, ended up, you know, really building my network, um, you know, sticking it out, you know, and forming friendships that are like family to me. Um, and that was, and that's when I really dived deep too in self-discovery, uh, really, because I, when you push yourself out of your comfort zone, you know, being in an unfamiliar environment, not knowing you have, you forcing yourself to grow and form new connections and, you see what you're made out of in, in those moments. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me get a little more clarity on what the, the, the goal was where, where you were coming from. So were you, did you leave the job that you were at? And so you just decided to start something brand new and move at the same time. Like what was the, what was the incentive or what was the reason why you had to do the move plus start a new business? Right. Uh, this is making me force me to go hit the rewind button. <laughs> um, so I had been working, um, I was doing digital marketing. I was doing all actually all marketing aspects for a gaming company, online gaming company. And this was, what year was it? It was going back in 2010. Um, and so I saw an opportunity. I was really helping this company and, um, and I was, I saw this huge opportunity. I'm like, well, I can really help more businesses, you know, with this new pathway of digital marketing that was very new to everybody. You know, the qualifications to do digital marketing at that at that time, another company was like, do you know how to use Facebook? Are you on Facebook? Like, right? So it was very new. Um, so I had quickly mastered it. I really, do- I really literally uh, dove myself into it. And so, um, I was, I was dating, I was, I had a boyfriend time that lived in Newport. So, uh, I think, you know, um, that it was just, I just, and I was in, I don't know, I just felt like I just needed to, I was in a new environment, you know, out of, out of my comfort zone, it would, because I lived in the, I lived in the suburbs, I lived in, um, it was like, I don't know, I just felt like I just needed to really push myself to kind of, I'm an introvert as well. So that was a big part of reason why putting myself in an environment that was completely 
knew would force me to, you know, go to networking events, um, put myself out there, really start talking to people, you know, so I think that was the, the reason I honestly, I think it was just something that was unconscious. Um, so I, I just felt it in my body and, you know, I don't think I sometimes I realize the conscious reasoning behind it. Sometimes <laughs> that's what I do. Sometimes I just feel like I need to do something and it's like, it does align to conscious reasoning. Sometimes if you just don't know what that reasoning is and that's where self-discovery and, you know, exploring ourselves, um, comes into play to kind of connect the unconscious with the conscious. Uh, and so did you keep the job when you moved out or did you, did you have to let go of that job? I, I let go of that job. Um, yeah, that was, and did yeah, you have any savings or like, how did that look? Were you, were you just kind of, uh, going, going <laughs> by the seat of your pants here? Like, what? um, well, yeah, I was an investor and well, real estate. So I was getting, um, some income from rentals. So, okay. So you had a little bit of something and then that way you would be able to utilize that as your launch pad. All right, cool. Let's, let's shift gears and talk about what you see for the future. Um, we're an exciting time We're you know, just like you're talking about, you know, before we had .com, we had all this stuff going on with the rise of the internet. Now we're entering a new era with the metaverse, with web three, with inflation, pandemics, it's it's a it's like the wild west out there. What are you excited about now that we're entering this era? Well, maybe this is my introvertness talking, but I'm kind of really kind of excited about the metaverse. I'm actually, I really there is a, okay, there's pros and cons to everything, right? I mean, I still love, you know, there is magic, you know being in person with people. I mean, I do enjoy that, but being an introvert, I also enjoy, you know, I love, I'm a homebody as well. And, you know, I do, I have been enjoying the online networking, you know, that, um, is emerging now as a result of changing times. And, um, because, you know, we can do, we can network much more at a very higher accelerated rate, you know, doing it online, there's no driving involved. Um, you know, we don't have to fit because it's like, we can only do so much. We're limited when we're doing it physically, right? There's so many, I mean, there's so many great networking events to go to and, and to choose, you know, we only have a limited amount to really go to just due to energy and time. Right. Um, so with the online, it allows us like, it's just like, I can, especially with clubhouse and there's wisdom and then there's the online podcast. I mean, I have developed so much um, contacts and network contacts really quick that it would take me years to develop in the physical world, you know, mm -hmm. doing it physically. Um, right. Let's, let's talk a little bit more about that because as an introvert, it's probably something that you've developed frameworks in which to approach networking, um, to make it easy and fun for yourself. Because a lot of people, especially if you think of an introvert, when it comes to networking, it's like the big, scary, uh, <laughs> dragon, uh, you don't want to approach. So what, what are some practical tips that you can share with people, especially introverts to, uh, to just make, help them network a little bit better? Mm. Um, you know, one thing for me is being fascinated by other people's stories because we're all human, you know, and we all have different gifts and strengths. 
and we all have different challenges to overcome. And I'm always been fascinated by, I've also also been fascinated by how other people come up with solutions and be creative too. Just, you know, because we all have a different, we all just have different ways of of seeing things and thinking and, and, you know, so it's always been fascinating. And even on Clubhouse, sometimes I sit in rooms and I listen to the conversations happening. I'm not participating because I just, you know, I like to learn how other people are viewing things because it helps you actually be a better marketer as well. And, um, you know, tapping into um, other perspectives and how people are processing and viewing things so you can communicate in a way that you're, you're not just only communicating to yourself, basically. Um, and also, you know, connect with people on a deeper level too. just, you know, just learning how they're processing information and events going on around them and how, you know, they're dealing with things and what their current pains are, what their current joys are, you know, um, so yeah. So you just being curious about other people, I would say, is one way um, to embrace, you know, networking as an introvert. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And so you've built the mission around your company, really around um, self-care, self-love. Um, what are some of the things that you want to, that, that you would say are like the anthems around that, that you'd like to share with, with the listeners here? Yeah. Um, I would definitely say that, you know, we really can't, everything really does stem from self-love truly from that. That's the foundational root of everything. Um, you know, either it's like you can, you know, either whatever goal you have in life, whether it's business success, um, you know, whether it's, you know, having a successful marriage, whatever it is, if you're lacking that self-love, you are going to sabotage yourself in ways, in subtle ways that you're not even seeing, you're going to have blinders on, um, you know, so because we, we will covertly, if we don't really fully love ourselves, we will covertly do things to either push somebody away or, um, not embark on an opportunity by telling ourselves excuses like, Oh, I don't have time for that. Or no, no, you know, we're, we're doing it on a very covert thing. And we're just pushing stuff, pushing good stuff away from us. Um, that is just one component of it, you know, one consequence of not fully loving yourself. So it's just, to me, it's the foundation for everything, you know, developing deeper connections with people on all different levels, um, achieving more success in your personal and professional life. Um, just having, just to be able to experience pure joy and happiness within yourself and have that peace too, and, you know, it comes from self-love, right? Because we all, we've all heard it. We all see it. We all have experienced it in people that particularly, you know, don't really like them, that they're miserable. One component to miserable people is they really don't really like themselves, right? So they always find fault, you know, in every situation or every event or in every person. And we all, we've all know these people and they're like super hyper complainers and they always find some fault in everything. Um, because they lack, you know, self-esteem or they, they, they see faults in themselves or, you know, or sometimes they may not even be aware of it on a conscious level, but an unconsciously they do just due to whatever reasons that they have to explore that came from as a result of their, you know, upbringing and childhood experiences. Yeah. And so what are some ways that people can 
begin to recognize that shadow, the covert thing that's happening on under the surface that they might not even be aware of. Like you might have some self-sabotage going on. You might have some, uh, some self-talk that is just not in congruence with your strongest best self. Um, what, what are some practical things that people could do to either a identify and accept just who they are as, as you know, a holistic person or B even start to, um, to confront these thought patterns and, and redirect them to something more healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, really, truly it starts from, you know, meditating, but we can meditate in different ways. Right. So we can, we don't have to do like, I mean, a big, I would say, I practice uh, transcendental meditation, just quiet meditation. And I also do guided meditations. And, um, but, you know, we don't have to meditate just sitting there cross-legged in a lotus position and being in silence. I do it because it helps. That helps me tap into my unconsciousness more, live from my unconsciousness more, the more and more I do that, right? Because I am, you know, ex- I'm really tuned into my heartbeat. I'm really tuned into my breath. I'm just going within as opposed to like right now, I'm sitting with you. I'm very cognizant of what you're saying to me. I'm very cognizant of, you know, what I'm going, I'm, I'm hitting the rewind button in my mind and you know, I'm digging into my little Google brain, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm living in the consciousness of my external world. Um, so when we meditate, we're truly just not living within the external. We're not responding to any external stimuli. Um, so this is why when we're always living within this, this consciousness being, you know, waking consciousness of reacting to stimuli, whether you're having a conversation with somebody, whether you're thinking about what you're going to do, you know, for the chores for the day, or the phone rings, you're answering it, or you're watching TV and you're reacting to whatever's on TV, right? It's that constant reaction to external stimuli. So people, most people uh, get used to living within that space and they're kind of abandoning what's truly happening in their body. Um, so they're not really having that inner unconsciousness awareness. So cultivating a practice of transcendental meditation, the more and more you practice it, it does help. And also um, when you're sitting down and talking to yourself, is another kind of form of meditation. However, you do have to be in a calm, meditative, trance-like state, right? In order to communicate with your unconscious mind. So uh, one activity that I like to do is just laying down, being very, very comfortable. I would say this would kind of be like your own guided meditation, but work on relaxing your nervous system, right? And then you can communicate yourself. You don't have to be in that transcendental traditional meditation of silentness, but I'm just saying that it does help to go, you know, talk to yourself on unconscious level by doing that. But doing this is um, relaxing your body, you know, just working, do all the things that, you know, taking your deep breaths in and out, um, relaxing your body, asking yourself, you know, whenever you feel angry, Um, when was the first time you've experienced that and really like listen to whatever comes up first, you know, whatever, cause don't argue with it. Don't doubt it. Don't overthink it. Oh, maybe it was this event. Maybe it was that whatever comes up first. Cause that's the unconscious response. And then ask yourself, you know, what was lesson, what was lesson in that? And 
and then just let it kind of float away. Like, you know, whatever happened to you when the first time you got angry, what was the lesson? And just remember, you know, that whoever played a role in that, they're humans too. And love and compassion because we're, you know, we're all here as humans learning and trying to do the best we can. And a lot of people that do bad things, um, what does that saying go hurt people, hurt people, right? Because they were hurt by somebody, so they're going to hurt you. So, you know, having compassion around that, but, you know, obviously not allowing them in your lives because you don't want to continue to be hurt, right? (laughs) So it's okay to have compassion and send them love, but, you know, cut them off, right? Because, you know, some people are just not from a space of of wanting to explore, wanting to learn, or even accept um, the reality of their conscious, their unconscious programming, mm-hmm. right? Fantastic. All right. So we're going to be working towards wrapping up. And I have a question I want to ask everybody on the show here, because I really geek out on like philosophy and decision-making and the process behind reaching for your goals and creating a bold life. Right. So the question I'd, I'd, I'd like to ask you is, do you have a favorite decision making framework whenever you're facing a bold change in your life or you're making something uh, you're looking at the daily task list? It might be even as trivial as that, um, or it could be a mental model that you love to exercise or just a general philosophy that you want to share. And then why does this hold meaning for you? Mm, such a good question. And, and, um, and it, yes, it's what I like to do is, um, I'm, you know, I love muscle testing, right. Again, going within the, because the body always knows the truth it's in the body because the mind can overthink. We can overthink things. We can talk ourselves out of things. Right. Uh, especially me, typically I'm, I'm, I have an active mind. I love thinking so I can speak for myself. Um, so for what I like to do is turn my body into human pendulum. So I'll stand straight and, um, you know, ask myself the question, you know, whether it's like, you know, where should I move to? Or should I move here? Should I move there? And, um, and then I will first ask my body, what is yes. And what is no, like, show me what is yes. And ask if, if swaying forward is a yes or swaying back is a no. Um, and then ask myself the question and see where my body kind of sways to, right? Um, if I have a friend around me, I can use my arm, right? So, you know, you can always, you know, always, you can always practice this yourself. Like just, you know, ask your, you can just to showcase the, the accuracy of muscle testing. Um, you can, you know, hold your arm up straight and, ask your friend to push it down to resist your arm and just hold it as strong as you can. And you're going to find that your friend can barely budget and then put your arm back down and put your arm back out again and say, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't. And your arm is just going to go all the way down. You have no strength in your arm because you're literally telling it that's the power of, you know, our mind body connection. So that's why I like to use muscle testing because I find it's very accurate um, in knowing truth. And so in our body, so then I'll, so if I'm going to, you know, I'll ask myself, okay, you know, in this case, should I move here? And I'll put my arm out and have my friend muscle test it. And if it's strong, it's a yes. If it's weak, it's a no. That's what I typically like to do. Fascinating. Yeah. That's really interesting. I never heard that before. 
All right. So final question, if you could sum up your most impactful life lesson or some advice that a friend's told you in your life, uh, 30 seconds or less, um, what would be a piece of advice that you've received that's really helped you out? A piece of advice from a friend? Or a life um, lesson that you've learned? Okay. A life lesson that I've learned. Um, a life lesson that I've learned that is super, super helpful is, you know, cultivate intuition and trust yourself. That is the ultimate life lesson that I've gold, really. That's fantastic. Great. And so Rita, how do our listeners stay in touch with you? How do they connect with you? How do they buy the leggings? All that stuff. Yeah, sure. So meditation and, and, you know, cultivating intuition through meditation. I sell a lot of tools and products to amplify your meditation, like Sage and Palo Santo and incense burners, uh, crystals and candles and such, um, all organic. Um, they can go to my website at happybeingwell.com. Uh, they can go to my Instagram page at, at happybeingwell and DM me. I'm active on there. Um, and I'm on Clubhouse. People are on Clubhouse as Rita Faruja. And uh, yeah, you can, and I'm on Facebook. Um, my personal Facebook is Sakina Rita Faruja. Um, and that, those are ways they can get in touch with me. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Really, really appreciated your insight and perspective. Well, thanks for having me on the show, Noah. All right. Take care. That's it for this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing out to let you know I appreciate you for being here. Of course, if you enjoyed the episode and want to share some feedback, visit Apple and drop a review. That review will help other people find the show, and it also gives me a signal that, hey, people are out there listening. And with that, may the rest of your day be filled with epic adventures. And I'll see you right here for the next episode.